truth, perspective, and growth. This is the Michael Carroll Discipleship Podcast. He met us right in the middle of our brokenness. He met us right on the road of dysfunction that we were traveling down. And on that road that we were traveling down, the road that was paved in our own dysfunction, he opened up an exit road for us. He showed us a new way. Well, it's a new week and I pray yours is going well. We are two episodes in for our purpose series and we're going into some pretty heavy topics today. So in case you're just tuning in, let me give you a quick recap. In episode one, we broke down the great need of thinking in a new way. As Christians, we are new creations, new people, and we are called to think in a new way. In fact, thinking the same way we did before we were rescued by Jesus would mean it would be impossible for us to grow and mature, and there would be no way of us discovering or walking into the greater purpose God has for our lives. We are new, and we have to learn to think and live in this new way. Well, what does thinking in a new way do for us? Why do we need renewed minds? And what does the life of someone living out their purpose for God look like? I wonder something. I wonder if you know how important seeing something is for the decisions you make. For those of you out there who are focused on healthy living or possibly on a diet right now, how successful do you think you would be if none of the food that you ate came with nutritional facts? How well would you be able to regulate your eating if you weren't able to tell what type of food had the type of nutrients or calories or other information that you needed? If you had no prior knowledge to what food was good and what food was bad, then you would probably end up having to guess and kind of trial and error. And this would very likely become frustrating and discouraging for you because you want to see progress. Anyone on a diet wants to see progress. In fact, it's the progress you see that actually gives you the motivation to keep going, to keep pushing, to try harder. But what if you didn't see any progress at all? How long would you be able to suffer not eating what you want to eat and having to live hungry? Well, if you were like me, it wouldn't be so long. And you might be saying, well, what's your point, Michael? What's what's the point in the diet and progress and I want to give you an understanding about something. The reason why so many Christians are frustrated in their lives, they're discouraged in their lives, in their walk with the Lord, is because they don't physically see results. There's no results to focus on and get motivated to try harder. Well, why do they not see results? Just like it would be impossible to truly regulate your diet without seeing nutritional facts of the food that you are eating, so it is impossible to navigate your own spiritual growth without seeing the reality of who you are, of who God is, of what the kingdom is all about, and what God's word has revealed to us. Do you see what I'm talking about? See what I did there? Seeing is everything. Knowing is is everything. Having your eyes open to the reality of your existence gives you the insight that you need to properly submit your life to Jesus. God did not call the church to just blindly lay down their lives, believe whatever their pastors tell them, and just sit around hoping that he returns one day to take them away. This is as far away from the reality of God's kingdom than you can get. God wants us to think clearly And he expects us to. 
God wants us to understand the truth of this world, the truth of our condition, and respond accordingly. The gospel, the gospel message is not to be accepted ignorantly or blindly. In fact, those who accept Jesus without accepting and understanding his teachings have completely missed the entire purpose. Jesus would share teachings about the kingdom and he would constantly reveal to his disciples that not many would understand what he is saying. In Matthew chapter 3, verse 10 through 11, Jesus said, uh, when the disciples came to him and asked him, why do you speak to the people in parables? Jesus replied, because knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you, but not to them. He would go on in verse 15 to say, for this people's heart has become calloused. They hardly hear with their ears and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts in turn, and I would heal them. But blessed are your eyes because they see and your ears because they hear. So Jesus is uh, teaching us that it's actually those who understand God's teaching, those who understand his words, those who have their eyes and their ears and their hearts open, they're the ones to whom God will heal and restore. People understand with their eyes by receiving Jesus through the right perspective. They have seen their own condition and they understand their desperate need for healing and restoration. Those who are caught up in the cares of the world have turned their hearts from God. They don't view themselves as needing help at all. They would not receive the teaching of Jesus with the right perspective. People who understand with their ears are willing to hear something new and not focus on the loud, blaring roar of the world system. Those who understand Jesus' teaching with their ears are willing to focus in on a different sounding voice, a different sounding noise, a new noise, a noise that is declaring a new day. And they have settled it in their hearts that they must stop tuning in to the old way of living, the old way of listening, and approach God with fresh ears willing to learn or possibly unlearn. People who understand with their hearts uh, do this because they have removed obstacles and idols that would leave no room for the Spirit of God to reign. The human heart is a tricky thing, and many of us are not able to truly understand our own hearts and the depths of their own inner workings. Many of us would not be able to handle the truth of our own condition, the reality of our heart, and how wicked it truly can become. Yet those who accept and understand the teaching of Jesus have come face to face with the reality of their own inner condition. They have seen with the front row view what their heart is capable of. And when they met the loving and healing grace of God, there was no objection. There was no fight to be had. They gladly kicked out every idol that was on the throne of their heart and surrendered it to God. Those who understand with their heart have cleared their heart and have postured it towards God and are hungry for the presence and manifestation of God's spirit in their lives. They are hungry for new leadership to sit on the throne of their hearts. They are hungry for a new king, a good king. Those who understand with their hearts have come to grips that all other kings that have ruled in their hearts prior to Jesus have been wicked and self-serving kings. But now there is a new king who has taken his seat on the throne and he is leading with love and grace. 
Those who understand with their hearts no longer pursue their own gain or selfish desires, but they are driven by the loving leadership of King Jesus, who sits on the throne of their hearts and leads them into the truth of the kingdom by the guidance of his spirit. And I want you to notice that all three of these dimensions of understanding Jesus take a revelation. They require our eyes to be open to the reality of our own condition. And they require us to respond to what is revealed to us. In order for us to live and walk in our God-given purpose, we must first go through transformation. And you might be wondering, well, why? Why would I need to go through transformation? Last week, we learned that you are a new creation that was created for a new age. Your design as a new creation was not made for the old world system that you grew up in. It was created to live in the new age, the new humanity. You were created to live in the kingdom of heaven. However, your mindset and perspective looks a lot more like the world and a lot less like the kingdom when you first got saved. Your thought patterns and ways of thinking do not resemble God or his kingdom at all. Your spirit is born again, but you have all these other parts of your soul, which is your mind, your will, and your emotions that are still stained and affected by the memories of who you once were. So you must go through transformation because what God has called you to requires you to resemble his culture, not the world's. You must go through transformation because what God has called you to requires you to think like his kingdom and not like the world. You must go through transformation because what God has called you to requires you to be an ambassador for Jesus, not Adam. You must go through transformation because all that God has planned and prepared for you requires you to have a healthy and functional mindset and perspective so that you can properly handle and steward his provision and blessing in a way that would give glory to his name. So you need to go through transformation, but in order to consistently experience transformation in your life, you must first realize that transformation is a path that you travel daily. It's, it's not just a one-time decision. Like any path or road we travel, the more familiar we are with it, the easier it is to navigate and recognize. Here's the truth I want you to know about transformation. Without realizing the utter ruin of your soul's condition, there is no clear path to inner transformation that can be found. Let me break it down for you. The road to our new destiny as Christians stems from the road that we were traveling down in our brokenness. Jesus met us in our brokenness. None of us got all cleaned up, found a way to be holy, and then made our way to Jesus. No, no, no. You didn't make yourself good enough to be accepted by God. You didn't find your uh, way to to do the right things and go to the right church, and, and then you got saved. No, he met us right in the middle of our brokenness. He met us right on the road of dysfunction that we were traveling down. And on that road that we were traveling down, the road that was paved in our own dysfunction, he opened up an exit road for us. He showed us a new way. Prior to this, the path that we were traveling down was completely directed towards destruction and was paved in our own dysfunction. 
The moment we received Christ, God connected a new road. He connected a new path to the old path, but we must turn in that direction and follow him. The only way to continue to travel down that new road that leads to purpose and transformation is to remember and recognize what that old road looked like. In other words, God's spirit opens our eyes to the horrible and tragic state that our soul really is in, and he points us in a new direction. He shows us a new road, a road that leads to healing. The old path we were headed down was completely ignorant of this and the true condition of our soul. But the new path requires an enlightenment and understanding. To walk down this new road, you cannot be blind to the reality of the old road. Otherwise, as time goes on, you will gradually drift off and find yourself right back on that old road, headed in the same old direction with no vision, no purpose, and no destiny. Our destiny and purpose is completely determined by our own understanding and willingness to accept that our soul is dangerous and in need of great healing and deliverance. And here's the tragic truth that we have seen in so many who have failed to catch the revelation for their own purpose. Any road that you travel as a Christian that does not make you aware of the broken condition of your soul is not the road to a new life and a new purpose. It can't be. It's impossible. Any road that you travel as a Christian that doesn't require you to be aware of this is not the new road. It's actually the old road you have always been traveling down. You have only enhanced your state of denial by creating a new name for the same God that you have always worshipped, yourself. And this is what Jesus meant when he made that mysterious statement in Matthew chapter 10, verse 39. Whoever finds their life will lose it, and whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. To find your purpose, to find your calling, and to walk out all that God is calling you to, you have to open your eyes and see the reality of the world around you. This world does not follow Jesus. This world does not honor God. This world cannot understand the teaching that Jesus has given. But for those who understand with their ears and are willing to hear, And those who understand with their eyes open to see and their hearts surrender to the king, they will be given a revelation of their own condition. And it's impossible for us to move forward in our purpose as children of God without accepting the need for our own inner transformation. And this is what many uh, people refer to in the church when they talk about dying to yourself. We have to deny ourselves. We have to deny our own kingdom that we have set out to build in our life. We have to deny all that made up the old person we were and embrace this new way of living, a way of living that requires complete surrender to Jesus and daily acceptance of the inner transforming work of the Holy Spirit. Many of us have heard that 
it was taught in the church or maybe from our parents or friends, and we've rejected the idea of denying ourselves because it seems so contrary to the world that we live in. The world that we live in is filled with consuming and, and what, it, what can this world do for me? I have to build my own legacy and I have to build my own dreams and I have to believe something uh, for something greater and go after it. And, and it, uh, our world has trained our minds to think and feed our own desires. So when we hear about denying ourselves, many of us reject it, even in the church. And it's true that when practiced or taught the wrong way, uh, this can be a dangerous thing of denying yourself. In fact, this can lead to even more self-righteousness, as, as is often seen being associated with religion. But to deny yourself while avoiding the danger of living a religious life one must have in our inner being a loving vision of Jesus and his kingdom. And I'll say this in a different way. In order to healthily understand and, and actually uh, deny ourselves in a healthy way that's not religious, but that it's life-giving, we have to have a loving vision of Jesus and his kingdom. Jesus said in Luke chapter 14, verse 27, Whoever does not carry their cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. He talks about counting the cost of denying yourself. But when you have a revelation of God's kingdom, when you have experienced his loving presence, when you have your ears and your eyes and your heart open to the love and healing grace of King Jesus, self-denial is really no denial at all. You're not rejecting happiness. You're not rejecting your joy and peace. You're not rejecting contentment in life. Many Christians get discouraged when they hear about denying themselves and their own desires for Jesus and they just give up. But I want you to think about something. Imagine that you discovered some gold or oil in a certain property and it was a, a large amount of it and no one else knew about it. Can you see yourself getting sad and feeling deprived when you have to gather all your resources and sacrifice them in order to buy that property? I would seriously doubt that. Now you know what it is like to deny yourself. Take up your cross and follow Jesus. By denying yourself and following Jesus on the road that leads to your own inner transformation, you are actually finding the only road that leads to true joy and peace. You are finding the only road that leads to happiness and contentment in life. And by denying yourself and following after Jesus on the road that is paved with your own inner transformation, you are finding the only road that leads to you discovering your purpose and walking it out. You will never fulfill your God-given purpose in life without first going through transformation. It's impossible it will never happen. If your life doesn't look dramatically different from what it looked like on the old road you were traveling down, don't be discouraged. But you have some work to do. You have some lessons to learn. But if you keep traveling, keep praying, keep seeking, keep believing, and keep your eyes open to the road you are walking down and making sure it's still the new road, the one that is paved in your transformation, not the old one that was paved in the dysfunction of your past, then you're going to get there. But if your life looks dramatically different, 
If you have seen significant change, if you have seen breakthrough, healing, and transformation, then I have good news for you. You are walking out your purpose. You are headed in the right direction. You are going down the right road. You have a vision and God has given it to you. And if you stay faithful and persistent, you will see that vision come to life. You will live that God-given purpose that was assigned to you. Don't doubt. Don't get impatient. Keep walking. Keep believing. Keep speaking God's promises over your life. You are headed in the right direction. But don't lose sight. And don't lose focus. Keep your eyes open to the road you are traveling down. And make sure it's still the new road. The road that leads to life. The road that leads to purpose. The one that's paved with your transformation. In the next two episodes, we're going to talk about how to navigate this road when life throws us curveballs. How to keep walking this road when we experience pain and tragedy. But I want to encourage you with something. Listen, guys, life can be tough. I mean, we all know this. It's not a secret. You don't need me on a podcast to tell you how life can be tough. We all experience this. It's not easy. Sometimes it can just wear us out. We deal with so many decisions and so many factors and so many complications. It can be very easy to lose sight of the road we're walking down. For many of us, it can be easy to gradually find ourselves back on that old road, walking in the old direction and not the new one. Not because we want to, but because our minds were trained to walk that way. The world conformed us into that pattern of thinking. This is why Romans 12.2 says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. We must reject conforming to this world and its pattern of thinking. This is a daily decision. Like anything in life, it gets easier with repetition. The more you consistently do it, the easier it will become for you. We have to take our thoughts and feelings captive and put them under submission to Jesus. This is why it's impossible to truly grasp and understand the teaching of Jesus unless he is on the throne of our hearts. When you have idols and passions sitting on the throne of your heart, they act like rebel forces resisting the leadership of Jesus and rejecting his kingdom as they clearly prefer to build their own. Your purpose is completely rooted in your own inner transformation. Instead of praying for open doors, we need to be praying for open hearts. Instead of praying for favor with men, We need to be praying for mercy from above. Instead of praying for God to give us an assignment, we need to be praying for God to prepare our mind, our will, and our emotions for the assignment he has already given. The door to your purpose was opened 2,000 years ago when Jesus resurrected from the grave. You don't need an open door. The path to your purpose was paved down that road Jesus walked as he carried his cross, laid down his life, and released his spirit into the grave. And when God's Holy Spirit lifted him three days later, he opened up the door for all those who call upon his name to walk down that same road and experience that same resurrection power and purpose in their own lives. It's not an easy road to travel, but it's worth it. 
It leads to life. It leads to joy. And it leads to purpose. I'm praying for you. And I believe God is doing an amazing work in your life. Keep trusting him. Keep walking down the road of transformation. It's leading you somewhere. And don't give up because your God never gives up on you. He believes in you and he is right there with you, leading and guiding you every step of the way. We'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to the Michael Carroll Discipleship Podcast. Make sure to share this episode with your friends and also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at mcarrollnow. Have a great day. Until next time.